0: It's really good to have all of you with us. It's, it's so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of funny. Who would have thought a couple, of three years ago that just being able to gather would, would give us some, some joy? Just, it's just nice to be able to get together, you know, and, and of course to come together on Christmas and, and to say thanks to God and, and uh, to remember where we come from and where we're headed. I was trying to think of the uh, greatest Christmas present ever 1982 sixth grade the atari 2600 <laughs> who else had an atari 2600 any other 50 year olds you're not raising your hands you're not i don't feel your support thank you and i played the heck out of that thing i remember even uh, so they had you know pac-man was on it and the thing about the those <laughs> The thing about that version, you know, on the on the Atari 26, just so you know what I'm talking about, it's a game system. <laughs> it's like an Xbox. Long time ago. Anyway, it's one of the first ones. So playing Pac-Man, and and you could um, you could figure out the um, um, basically there was a whole pattern that you could figure out, and you would base you would just never lose, you know, your little Pac-Man. I remember one one. Night, I was down in the basement, back in Wisconsin basement, playing and playing like a zombie for hours, and the the score just going and going and going and going and going. I was so excited because I was just you know about to beat this huge high score, and then my sister came and turned off the game machine, and I've never forgotten it. I don't know that I've ever forgiven her, but now all these Christmas memories bring the, this back up, and she's right over there, so. That was a great one, the, the present. The, the other one was 1986. I got a Krako stereo system cassette with two six by 9s so that going to school, I could crank Boston Def Leppard journey like a boss in my 1978 Ford Fairmont <laughs> as I was driving in 1986. Fantastic. You know, we have all these memories, right, from childhood, presents and events. And, but it's interesting, the more that I reflect and have reflected on Christmas, because I remember other things happening in Christmas too, right? There was, of course, the presents and the food and, 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 and all that, the excitement. But then I look back too, and I remember just, you know, my own family, I remember there were times with the family getting together that not everybody was happy with each other, that a lot of times during Christmas there was conflict, you know, with the older people. Kids always fight, but, you know, with the older, a lot of times there'd be conflict. people be sort of fight. you know, because you're drawn together at Christmas. It's one of the most stressful times that we ever have, the holidays, I remember that too. And I remember as a kid just being confused. You know, such a happy time. And yet, you know, parents and their siblings fighting and it, it didn't make sense to me, As it makes sense to me now, but it didn't make sense to me then. And I also remember, um, I remember my, my grandmother at times. I, I just, you know, these images, I remember her and and other older people at Christmas mass, and they were often crying. I remember as a kid not understanding that. Again, why at such a happy time, the tears? It wasn't until later that I understood how many emotions are brought up at Christmas. You know, there's the happiness you know, there's the the excitement. You know, there's there's also the, you know, the, the resentment of your parents dragging you to church <laughs> or whoever, you know. There's that. There's a going to church, you know, maybe you've been away for a while and you wonder, how's that going to go? You know, is father going to hammer us or something? He won't. There's that. And then there's you know, just experiencing Christmas without your loved ones that you used to have. And I especially see this, of course, you know, with with elderly people who have lost so many of their friends and family members. But every single one of us, the older we get, uh, we have people, of course, taken from us. And so to, to even be here this night, you know, is filled for all of us with a complexity of emotions. How do, we, how do we celebrate Christmas when we have to deal with all of that? What can God do for us? You know, what can Jesus do for us? It's interesting, at the, uh, at the children's mass we just had, I brought the children up. And um, it was packed, you know, it was just packed. We had like 2,800 people, you know, at the mass. And um, true number. And not 2,800 in the sanctuary kids, but it was, I don't know how many, because they're little. I can't count them. But I was out front, and one of the little ones started crying for just crying, you know. And, of course, what do you do? Well, I picked him up. You know, and then I said, okay, who's Izzy? <laughs> because th- there's, it, you know, a child. It's a child. So, you know, you want to comfort a child. How do you not, right? I mean, that's just the natural inclination, I think, for all of us. And especially the littler they are, you know, when they're babies. You know, can I hold her? Can I? I remember my, I have a picture of my littlest niece, It's one of my favorite pictures on the day of her baptism, you know, in my big old bear-like arms holding her. It's like she's just immersed in my arms. It's one of my favorite images. How can you not but hold and comfort a babe, you know, a little baby? And this is how our God comes to us on Christmas, our God comes to us not as one, you know, brandishing, you know, power and weapons and, and all of the rest, glory. But in the most humblest of circumstances, in the smallness of a, of a manger, surrounded by animals, in poverty, seemingly with nothing to give and certainly not lording over us anything, but in a sense, merely asking to be held, like we would any of our children or loved ones. The Lord seeks to bring to us comfort and peace. He's not seeking to bring us judgment. It's going to happen, but it, it, that's not his focus, right? His focus is the peace, and the gentleness, and the comfort. And so often, um, whether it's how we grew up or how the church was, or I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why we perhaps look at this relationship with God in a in a different way. But when you look at the scriptures and you look at the mystery of what God is clearly trying to say to us. He's saying, I come to you on Christmas, on this day, the day of my birth, and I simply want to be with you. It seems strange to think of God in that way, that that God would just want us to hold him. So often we just want him to hold us. We might not admit it, but he really just wants us to accept him, to embrace him. And boy, what he can do when we just allow that to happen. You know, we get in the way all the time, family stuff and conflict stuff and guilt stuff. And I mean, all the things we get in the way of having a relationship with Jesus. And he's not really putting those requirements on us at all. He's not looking us in that same fashion He really is just trying to make it easy. And so this night, we're together. Fate has brought you here. God has brought you here. All of us together, this will never happen again. But in this moment, Jesus merely wants you to embrace him. No other restrictions or requirements or demands just merely receive this precious gift better than any other gift we would ever receive, receiving our salvation in Jesus Christ. Please stand.